Welcome, listeners. This is the first in our series, Culture Coaching with Priority Learning, where we discuss organizational culture, leadership, and making a positive difference in your work life. Today, I'm sitting here with Ralph Twombly, the uh, owner and founder of Priority Learning, and we're going to be discussing the myths and legends around organizational leadership and leading a team and all of that fun stuff. How are you doing today, Ralph? I'm doing great, Michael. Thank you for this. It's good to see you. Good to see you. So let's just dive right in here. The true or false questions about leadership. Question one, is everyone born a leader? The question is asked routinely, and I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful question because the answer for most people, they're looking for a black and white answer. There really isn't a black and white answer. I think there's an element of all of us that's leadership driven. I also think that the best of the best continue to learn all their lives and get better at the craft. It is a craft. So I think when somebody says, "Is it? are we born leaders? I think in many ways we are. But I'll also tell you, it's a, it's a commodity where some people have a lot more of it than others. It's a natural inclination. Um, some people have less of it um, and, have, and don't want to. To me, it's always turned out to be, what do you really want? If you don't mind the responsibility of having other people that you're responsible for, then you're probably not going to like being a leader. You know, if you, if you don't mind and you, and you think that uh, you can make a positive difference, you'll probably gravitate towards leadership. So is it good practice to promote someone who is good at their current job? The answer, I think, is a tricky answer because I think most people who are listening would probably say, oh, my God, that's the only way we do it. And I would tell you that they're probably right. It is, the, it is still the, the way that people do it. They take a person who was really good at their last job, and for some reason, they all think they'll be good at their next job. Now, let me do a little clarification. So, Michael, if I was to take you today, you're good at your job. I mean, you're this podcast guy, and you've got all these great skills. And I said to you, tomorrow we're going to approach you, we're going to promote you into being an accountant because you're really good at the podcast business, uh, you would probably call me nuts. Well, the equivalent happens sometimes when you don't think of leadership as a craft. Mm-hmm. So we expect that if you're good at getting your job done today, we'll, you'll naturally be good at leading others. Actually, it doesn't work like that. And there's probably more failure rate in those early promotions than almost any other places in the workplace. Just that simple thing. We're trying so hard. I think it's all with good heart. I think everybody's going, oh my God, they're so good at what they're doing, so why not promote them? In essence, you might not be, and people sometimes can't resist a promotion. So you're- More money is always a nice yeah, thing to have. It's more money, and sometimes people are getting a lot of pressure in their world from elsewhere too. Sometimes it's a spouse or a family member, or it could be just the community you live in, or your friends, going, you haven't gotten that promotion yet? You know, so it becomes one of those things that can happen over a beer and all of a sudden you're starting to feel the anxiety about not living um, a life that you others think you should have achieved because you're looking at it through their lens. Now, most of the times what we have is right now in our world is a real sharp divide. We have near, not nearly enough leaders in life, uh, particularly good leaders. Mm. Leadership is a craft and I think we th- consider supervisors uh, leaders and supervisors supervise. That's what they do. 
And we need to do better with language. That, that's what I tell you. So when it comes to selecting someone up for a promotion, what might you suggest as a different tactic other than, well, they're good at their job. I think the first question I would always ask people is, are you interested in doing more? A lot of times somebody will send a person to us and go, oh my God, they are amazing. We want to promote them. And the first question I'll ask is, did you ask them? Did you ask them if they want to be promoted? And did you explain to them what that might mean? That's different from what they're doing now. Um, if you, we did a better job, and it, maybe a good example is when we run our programs here at Priority Learning sometimes, we find out the early programs, the very early programs, like people of potential programs, we traditionally lose about 20% of our audience because once they get in the room for the first time, they're actually exposed to what this job might entail. And they didn't know. Now, we're a pretty cheap date. You just send them out, spend a little money on development, and they, you don't make the mistake of getting them into a job and then having to demote them, or even worse, having to let them go because they didn't pan out. So I would tell you that we should be asking more questions. We should be telling people what you have in mind for them before we do it. Hmm. True or false, behavior is an attitude. I, I love the question, and, we, and I loved it when I first saw it. Um, I think all of us, everybody, you and I for sure, but everybody who's listening has been accused of having a bad attitude at one or, one or, one or more times in their life. I think attitude is um, cheap talk for people not being able to describe behavior. So I don't believe attitude is a behavior. I, I think attitude is just a big net we throw over a word. I, I think we'd be a lot better off if we told people what we see, what we hear, what we're interpreting from what we hear, instead of trying to tell people about their attitude. Um, I think sometimes, maybe I should say the founding fathers of this nation had a bad attitude if you were simply to ask the king of England. <laughs> so uh, I, it, it, I guess my answer to your question is behavior isn't an attitude. Hmm. I know for me personally, it's always easier to make progress when it's, I observe you doing this thing and this is the result that I'm finding with it. And it's, it's so why, why is this the thing that's happening? It's absolutely the right way to approach it. There, there are a lot of people who want to hang something on them. Um, and, and in my world, I always think of things like, um, I, I know the difference when I'm hearing it of assumption, an assumption, and a reality, right? So some people assume things, and, and, and again, I don't want to get into the, the old cliche that it makes an ass out of you and me, but I would say that assumptions are based on what we perceive. And sometimes our perceptions are not real, right? And, and I think it's, um, we might see a very large person. And, and we assume that they have an eating disorder. I, I'm not sure why we make that, but we draw that assumption. That could be anything from a health condition to, um, a, or an eating disorder. But to make the assumption drives you to the next assumption, to the next, and to the next. And eventually you find yourself, particularly if your assumption is wrong, drawing the wrong mental model. You filled out a whole personality profile for someone you've barely spoken to. That's right. What's interesting is how we classify people in our society today. So we have millennials and we have, you know, and, and, and it's the craziest thing I ever heard because there's really not a lot of difference between all of us. We all have the same desires. We all want to be happy. We want to provide success. 
We want to make enough money to, to live happily. We want to live in a free society. Our motivations are all the same, and they haven't changed since George Washington all that time ago. So today we're sitting around and we're assuming that people come into the workplace. Let me tell you what they do come. They come with different skills, right? Baby boomers, all they really had to think about was their work ethic. Today, kids are coming with lots of technical skills. They're, they're tuned into media. They're, they're really smart. I think the educational system in this country has actually improved very a lot. I mean, we found that during the pandemic when we found out so many kids weren't getting the educational needs they needed. Mom and dad aren't teachers. We started to recognize just how good the teachers were. But I don't think there's a fundamental difference between generations. I don't. And, and, and nobody's ever been able to prove to me there is. So I'm going to stick with my idea until I hear otherwise. <laughs> All right. So moving on, true or false, developing leaders is easy. I mean, it's, I kind of just want to laugh at the question I like as it. I say it. You know what I mean? But Well, it, it, let, me, let, let me qualify it. And I can say this. It's easy for people who are open and curious. Now, if you've got a fairly big bucket of humility and you're open to a new idea and you're open to trying things and you're a little bit experimental, in my world, I think of it as courage. Are you courageous enough to try things that you don't know and learn things that you don't know? In that case, if you find that person, leadership development is easy. Developing leaders is a cinch. But you'll also find people who think they've already arrived. That and it's hard. And, and so to me, the answer about it is it easy or hard has a lot to do with what you come into the room with as, as you're trying to learn. And, and we find out here, again, at Prior Learning, that the group development process that we do here is uh, really persuasive. You don't have to be a great facilitator because the colleagues in the room will show you the humility that you need to learn. And we find out that sometimes people will start a program and they're kind of going, why am I here? You know, God, I got other things to do. And why they're sending me out to this program because they think I need fixing and so on. And by the time they're here two or three sessions, they're going, oh my God, this is fun. I'm learning from people. I feel like I'm part of the team. It opens up people's minds. So learning can be easy. I, the best learners, I think, are curious. Best learners are humble. The best learners are um, always looking for the next right answer. How's that? So it's kind of developing willing and eager learners can be easy. Developing hesitant leaders is, is a little bit more difficult. It's nightmarish sometimes. <laughs> cool. Well, Ralph, thank you so much for helping us bust the myths and legends of organizational leadership. That'll wrap it up for this podcast. We will see you next time, or you'll hear us next time at the very least. The next topic that'll be coming up will be trends in developing leaders. So keep an eye out for that. That should be releasing in just a couple of weeks after this one's released. So make sure to subscribe to whatever channel we're on, wherever you're listening, whether it be Spotify or iTunes or YouTube or wherever we are. And we will see you next time. So from Priority Learning, we thank you for listening.